You're listening to Random Fit with hosts Wendy Batts and Ken Miller, winner of a Gold Markham Award for Digital Media. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of Random Fit. I am Wendy Batts here with my friend and colleague, Ken Miller. Ken, how are you today? Good, Wendy. You're looking good. Oh, why thanks. You know what? I am um, extremely excited about this week because this is something that obviously you have done. And when you said we were going to talk about this topic, I was like, oh, really? And then I mentioned it to some clients this morning and they're like, okay, I don't even know what that is. So today we're going to talk about, which is the title, you know, what's the ruck? And we're talking about rucking. So Ken, (laughs) let me know how we came up with this topic and give us a little bit of background about it. Well, uh, I'll, I'll share my experience later, later in this, in this episode, but, um, to answer your question, what, what the ruck, uh, the thing about rucking is that, you know, back in, you know, as I was reading about the history of rucking is that it goes back to 700, you know, that 707 century, right? So when it came to military training, because as, as, as military personnel goes, if you're in the field, you have to carry all of your supplies. We're not just talking about weapons and 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 things along those lines to fight to fight a fight, but you also have to carry all of your supplies: water, food, uh, your your bedding, and all those things. And those things would weigh. So, what you have to do is actually train for that. So that's one of the things that they realized early on. You know, so you know, seventh century, but. <laughs> taking that idea and now bringing it into modern day, you know, that's something that the military adopted, right. But also kept. So as form of exercise, you know, that's, that's something that's come up in the last 20 or so years to where all you're doing with a ruck is you take a strong, sturdy backpack and you put weight in it. So, what we're going to talk about today is basically how to use that as far as well, how to use it, why, why it's beneficial, and you know some of the things that are going on already that incorporate the rucksack. So, Wendy, this is, this is one of these things that you know, I did as an event. So it's a team-building event. I did it, I don't know, nine, eight years ago um, was the last one, and the last one before that was about 10, 11 years ago. So, you know, it was, it was, a, it was a pretty, it was a pretty eye-opening event to where that was the first time that I actually trained, right, with a backpack, with a weight on my back. And, and so, you know, it was one of those events that are like, you know, being in the exercise field, you're thinking, wow, this is different. This is challenging. And, you know, you know, looking for challenges is something that we always do as personal trainers, but this was one of those things that's like, okay, this is different. And this is a butt kicker. Yeah. And it's interesting because again, when you said we're talking about rucking, of course, I'm like, what is rucking and, you know, and how did it get its name? Because I want to know what I'm talking about (laughs) a little bit more than just hearing it from your experience. And, and basically a rucksack is what the military, it's just, it's a, you know, material backpack that you carry loads in. That's all it is. And so I was like, ah, and that name has stuck, like you said, for, you know, ever since it's time. And obviously when, when we think about it, I mean, I know that like, even with my clients, if I want to challenge them and I have them, you know, following the OPT model and we're doing strength, I use weight vests very often. 
However, you know, I'm, I'm more weary of a backpack because I see what, and we've talked about this multiple times about the amount of loads that are even our kids are wearing in a backpack. And so when we, I started to dive deeper and actually training, and then even seeing how some of the lead researchers that really focus on low back pain, and they're kind of the gurus in that area that they're saying, actually, no, this could be very beneficial for someone if done correctly. I'm like, you know, who, who knew? I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's just like everything else. When we talk about training and working out, it's not, you know, the, the, the plate that I carry is a 30 pound plate and I carry it in my, in my go rock backpack. And it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a sturdy plate, one solid piece, and it goes into a specialized slot that is in the pack. So, um, it's not something that you want to just, Hey, let's throw in 30 pounds into your backpack and let's, let's go. It's just like everything else we would talk about with exercise. And, and if it's something new to you, you don't want to just dive in head first. You want to graduate the, the level of resistance that you'll start to load onto your pack. So, um, you know, even with, with the go rock event that I, that I, that I went to, it was if you're less than 150 pounds, you have to carry a 20 pound plate. If you're over 150 pounds, you have to carry a 30 pound plate, which is why I have a 30 pound plate. But as you mentioned, Wendy, if, if you're going to put a backpack on your client, then, you know, 30 pounds isn't where you go, right? You want to start <laughs> off with go big or go home, 10 pounds, 15 pounds. Something. Yeah, exactly. Think about it like how you have a heavy book, right? And that's what you're going to go with. So to your point, when you talk about kids having to carry their rucksack with their books, and I mean, I've mentioned in, in other episodes that we've done together to where, you know, I'm carrying my kid's backpack. I pick that thing up. I'm like, for a, for a 70 pound kid, you got to carry this thing. It, it's, that would be more than the equivalent of me carrying my 30 pound plate, right? It'd be more like me having to carry a 70 or 80 pound percentage of my body weight. So you know, this is no joke when it comes to spine health. And, and when it comes to spine health, we do want to take considerations of gradually increasing how we would use this modality for exercise. Well, yeah. And I think, you know, I, when we were doing our research, you know, there was there was a quote from a Green Beret that said, hey, the reason people do rucking and the reason why people enjoy it is for those people that really do not like the gym. So they want a good workout. They're really not into the gym and they're trying to find ways to challenge their body. And when you think about it, you know, guys, we're looking at all of the muscles between the shoulder and the knee, and then also from the knee down, because, you know, your terrain, are you, you know, when you're starting, like you said, Ken, I mean, it's really basically going for a walk with a loaded backpack. However, when you're thinking about a rucksack, like you said, it needs to be fitted for you. It has to have good straps. You don't want the backpack itself like beating against your back because or moving a lot because that's where you can start to get some, you know, chafing in the, in the lower back. You can start to, you know, that, that pounding over time obviously isn't good <laughs> as if you're starting to do different like hills or you're doing inclines. But it doesn't have to be that you're going for hikes necessarily. Like you said, start out. And, and when you're doing these races, and I know you're going to go into more detail, they have you know, basically they're telling you, like looking at the military, if you were going to train for that, they had these soldiers, you know, lifting the amount of weight that was needed and they would have to do, what was it, a 15 minute pace. 
and and maintain that pace, you know, really looking at their form and really making sure. And that's what was building, you know, their shoulders. They were building their core. They're working on their quads, obviously their hamstrings, their glutes, because it just kind of dependent depending on what kind of terrain they didn't necessarily know what it was going to be because they're in war. So it was whatever terrain they needed to be on to get to the next step. And so, you know, when we start thinking about it and, and translating that into obviously my clients and myself, I'm not in a war situation. We want to think about everything we've talked about in the past, having proper form, making sure that the right muscles are firing at the right time, that when we're walking, our feet aren't turning out because if we start to have bad alignment and then we load that it's going to cause a lot of compression on the spine itself and the discs, but then also we're going to have low back pain, knee pain, you know, or discomfort, uh, whichever way you want to word it. And it's mainly because we're lacking certain range of motion in the joints that we really need to have before we start loading, you know, ourselves with exterior loads, which is one of the reasons why we focus on stabilization first before building strength and then power. Right. You, you do want to, you would, you do want to make sure that you've got uh, like what we're talking about, Wendy, good structural integrity, um, coordination. When, when I say coordination, it's not like, can you, can you, you know, rub your belly and pat your head at the same time? We're talking about hips are working with the ankles and the hips are also working with the shoulder and they're working together to move the body through, through space. So once you put stress on that system that, you know, you're not putting more undue stress or more bad stress and you would be putting good stress. And when I say good stress, you're equally loading the muscles. Uh, your thighs are working, your hips are working, your spinal muscles are working. You've got, you've got that, um, that coordination between front, back, side to side and inside to outside. So that way it's the muscles that are doing the work and not the joints taking on that undue stress. So that's why the progressive resistance, but this is also where you do want to you know, look at, okay, what did you do to warm up? So if you're using a rucksack, in my case, uh, you know, I just did it the other day, you know, 30 pounds, you know, did I warm up my hips? Did I warm up my, my spine um, to carry, you know, even though I'm not running, right, I am carrying more load onto, onto my back than, I, than, than it is body weight. So from that vantage point, I just want to make sure that, okay, I'm, it's not one of those days when I'm going to come home that I'm going to regret going out with this extra weight on my body. But, you know, depending on, depending on, um, you know, how well you move, then, you know, you can judge how much more resistance that you want to add onto your, onto your body when you're, when you're actually using this as a form of, when you're using this as a form of exercise. But again, when the, when we're talking about the military it means, you know, 30 pounds is nothing compared to, you know, if you have, if you're deployed in, into a desert environment where you have to carry all of your water, right? All of your water and all your food to where now you're easily carrying over a hundred pounds. And if you're a, if you're a 150 pound, 160 pound soldier, that's, you know, that's, that's a good part of your body weight, right? So the, the amount of, the amount of conditioning, right? So we're, we were talking, we're talking about the thighs and the glutes and all the muscles that are supporting you holding that load, but we're not, we haven't even talked about the amount of work on the heart yet. And I think that's really important. I mean, today on Random Fit, myself, Wendy Bats is here with Ken Miller and we're talking like, you know, what the ruck and we're talking about rucking 
and how if you're not like into the gym, you want to get out. And even if you're not a runner, they say, I mean, obviously this isn't really about running. It's about walking at a faster pace that is, you know, with a load on your back, but obviously making sure that it fits you. Um, you know, Ken, I think it's important to say that because, you know, when you're looking at the different research that's out there, you know, like you just said, it's really, really good for your cardio health. And they're saying too, that, you know, like people that did a study just doing this form of exercise alone and starting light and then working up to heavier loads. And, and it was, this was both in males and females, there was a positive impact. It lowered the people's rate of perceived exertion. And, you know, they ended up getting more muscular power, more strength. And then obviously they're working on their heart, you know, heart health. So it's a win-win all around. Again, as long as you're moving and, and making sure that you're handling that load correctly. Um, and I say that because myself, I carry my son's backpack when he gets off the bus and we're talking about his day. And I'll notice that I put my hand on his straps as I'm looking down, talking to him, and I am in a curved position in my spine, I'm looking down, and his backpack, like you said, is heavy, and he's only in first grade, so it's only going to get worse, and so if I were to go out and try to, you know, do rucking with that type of posture, I'm going to actually compress, like I said, my lower back, and then I'm going to end up causing more issues, because, you know, that that is a thing, and, you know, there was a, there was a podcast, and I think you're the one that found it, Ken, that had Stuart McGill on there. And those of you guys that know Stuart McGill, he's he's the one that really advocates for bracing, abdominal bracing. And so he's got a ton of research, a ton of books. I mean, he's got his own lab. And, you know, if, and bracing would be like, if I'm going to, to Ken and I want to hit him and I'm going to go punch him in the stomach and he braces his, his stomach muscles, that is bracing and trying to maintain that. So it's trying to share the load throughout the spine. If, you know, if you do rucking and you do it correctly, uh, Stuart was uh, quoted by saying that the ruck acts as an extra muscle or lever that's going to help with maintaining that extra weight as long as you have good postural alignment throughout your spine. So I found that fascinating because I thought it would be complete opposite. And so, you know, they'll say, oh, this is a good type or form of exercise. But then it's like, well, really, is it? And so I think it's very important that we 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 really walk that fine line that if you know you can walk with good form and posture before you put that load on, make sure that, you know, you do have that quote extra muscle firing. So therefore you're not um, causing excess stress and uh, compromise any kind of um, postural alignment. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, for that interview, um, Stuart McGill was interviewed by Jason McCarthy, who is the founder of go rock. So they were talking about the benefits of exercise, especially, movement with a loaded pack and then Stuart McGill was talking about you know okay you do this right you're actually gonna do more benefit to you know to your body and your fitness and the and your back health than it than than anything else because you know when when it comes to Stuart McGill in the back there's 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 no greater source of of information for for back care than Stuart McGill and one of the things that you know watching him um, in another interview and in some of his readings is, you know, one of the things that causes the biggest stress in the spine, and this is something that, you know, I've had to talk to some clients about when it came to, hey, put on this backpack with this weight in it. And it's like, isn't this going to be hard on my back? Well, you know what, what you do for your nine to five when you're sitting behind the computer is the most stressful thing your back is going to go through today, right? Because if I'm sitting down, right, if I'm sitting down in my chair and, 
and if I've got poor posture, I've got all this stress coming down onto my pelvis and onto my low back, right? So that's just constant compression all day long. And then when you when you go to the gym and you see what some guys do in the gym in a seated position, right? The stress you might do, like if you're picking up a dumbbell from the floor from, from the seat or even doing seated overhead um, shoulder presses, that's stressful on the spine. And then compound that with poor posture, that's what really hurts the spine, right? Versus going outside, walking for a mile or two, maybe, or 15, 20, maybe 30 minutes, carrying a rucksack, which can actually benefit the whole total body itself. So, so as an exercise form, you know, it can be, can be great for your back again, as long as there's no, you know, situations that you're still having to work through when it comes to low back pain, it's okay to load the spine. So to see that there was that interview with, with uh, Jason McCarthy and Stuart McGill, um, really good information. If you, if you're watching, if you're watching that podcast. Yeah, I, I found it fascinating. And then I also found it fascinating when we were looking at stuff about what the U S army was saying in relation to running um, and I'm going to read this, but when they compared running to rucking, the reason why they did that is if you had an 80 pound or 180 pound soldier running at a six, you know, six um, miles per hour pace. So that'd be about a 10 minute mile. They were burning, you know, the equivalent of what was it? They'll burn roughly 840 calories. Well, to cover the same ground, they were burning 1120 when they had a pack on. So they were getting more of a calorie burn. They were working a lot harder, but they weren't actually running. They were walking, um, and and like I said, when they were walking the same distance, you know, the amount of calorie difference is is significant, and so they're getting more out of something that that they would say is activities of daily living because that's how they're going to have to live. And I kind of found the calorie differences, and that chart is available. Um, I found it fascinating, especially for people that don't have a lot of time and kind of want to get a lot of bang for their buck. Yeah, and and that's and isn't that what all our clients are looking for is like what what can give me the most bang for my buck and you know and i've shared in another podcast when i do when i do um brazilian jiu-jitsu one of the things that i really found that i had to work on was my conditioning and with my frame and my build and what i don't like to do is is to go run right to get my heart rate up but i tell you what when you talk about the calorie burn the the ease it for me to get my heart rate up um, with a rucksack on versus my body weight. And if I can walk with the weight, that's something that I definitely have grown to enjoy really, because I'm outside getting fresh air, getting some sunlight on my face. And at the same time, I'm not having to pound the pavement trying to run in order to get my heart rate up. The, the pack does enough for me, but you know, if I, if I pack my, my 30 pound plate, some water, right. I can go, I can actually be out there hiking for a lot longer than I can running, right? In order to get the same end result when it comes to my heart rate elevation. So this is one way that you can, you know, work on your cardio and conditioning. I know we were talking about strength training, resistance training, or what you even quoted with that, with, with the Green Beret talking about, hey, if this is, if this is something that we need to do to get in better shape for what we need to do for what we do, as far as your, the military concern is concerned, then you got to do it. So pounding the, the amount of pressure on your knees is just, you know, if I don't have to do that every day, and if you're someone who wants to get outside and wants to condition, but it's the running that kills you, right? So when, when you are running, 
you know, just walking pace, you can, you know, you're putting about two, two and a half pounds body weight. So if I'm 200 pounds, okay, uh, uh, just for round number sake, if I'm 200 pounds, two, two and a half pounds body weight, when I walk, you know, you're talking about 450 pounds, uh, 500 pounds of, of pressure on my knee. But when you run, you can easily jump that number up to 10 times body weight. But when you rock and, you know, we're talking about heart rate for heart rate, you can get your heart rate up elevated just as much in some cases, depending on how much weight you've got, but with maybe five and a half, six times body weight. So if I can get the same benefit of, of, of cardio stimulation, right, without, with five times less, four times less pressure on my knees, I'll take that seven days a week, 365 a year over pounding and pounding and pounding. And, you know, it does give me an opportunity to still say that, yeah, I did conditioning. I did my cardio today without having to run. So just looking at that now as, as, as another means of, of, okay, I don't have to get on the treadmill. I don't have to, you know, worry about where I'm going to go, what distance I'm going to run. I can just put on a pack go out for the same amount of time, maybe change my pace, make it a brisk walk with that loaded pack. And overall, I'm still getting the, the cardiac stimulus for me to get the benefits of, of cardio training. Yeah. And I think it's important too. you know, they say, you know, when you're loading your backpack, you know, we're talking 30 pounds and 50 pounds and depending on your weight, I mean, guys started at, at you know, with just a small amount of weight and then add up. And they were saying, you know, some people use dumbbells, some people use kettlebells, you know, some people will use even bottled water. So it doesn't even have to be, you know, something that you find in the gym. It's anything, you know, laundry detergent even, but know how much you're putting in there. So therefore each and every time you don't, you know, do 10 pounds one day and 20 pounds on accident because you didn't know what the weight differentiation was. So I think that's also important. Plus I know that they were saying when you're starting out, don't start out like a soldier. You know, they were saying, you know, try like you said, brisk walk, you know, your goal, maybe instead of it being a 15 minute, you know, mile shoot for 20 or even 25 and then lower yourself, you know, like challenge yourself to make that um, a faster pace, but maybe decrease your distance. So the same thing when you're thinking about working out as you lift heavier, you're going to decrease your rep range. Maybe do that in the very beginning until you know you're you're ready for some of these events. And Ken, I mean, just because I didn't know about some of these events that were out there. And I know that you said that you had done two different ones. I think there's three different rucking events that are very commonly um, kind of offered to the to the public. Uh, so can you kind of tell us a little bit about the about the the differences in the events, your experience? And uh, because when you told me what you did before you did your actual event, I was like, wow, that's a lot. Because if any of you guys have ever attended any of our workshops, you're going to know we put 110 percent into one or two day workshops. So Ken, take it from here and let me know. If, let me know about these events. Yeah. Well, um, what Wendy, what, what you just talked about there, Wendy, is, is regarding Go Rock. It's a it's an organization founded by Jason McCarthy, who I mentioned earlier, who, who interviewed uh, Stuart McGill. But basically, it's, it's a team building event is one, you know, is, is one way to look at it. And, you know, how they how they challenge you here physically is, you know, you have to carry your rucksack. Um with your with your appropriate weight, whether it's 20 pounds or a 30 pound plate, 
but uh, you're led by what they call a cadre. And basically that's your, your team leader and your cadre gives you an objective for the level of, of participation. So you have the basic, you have the tough and you have the heavy. So just to put it simply, the basic is about five to six hours. I think, let me look that up. Yeah. Five plus hours. And it's, it's fun. It's something anybody can do. I mean, it's, it's a really good time um, because you really don't have to train for it. I mean, it's always better when you train for these things. Um, but, you know, you can get off the couch and, and as long as you, you know, you're participating, you're, you're taking that team, that team mindset when you're trying to accomplish the objectives that your cadre gives you, then everybody's having a good time. And that was the first one that I did when it comes to Go Rock. Uh, the second one I did was a tough, which is a 12, uh, 10 to 12 hours, what they put on the website, but mine was more like 13, um, you know, by the time we were done. Um, and I did that one in, in San Luis Obispo, California, which uh, if I'm going to do something for 12 hours, I could go a lot worse places in San Luis Obispo with the rolling hills and the scenery. Um, and that was an interesting event. And then the last one is the heavy. This is the one that goes for 24 hours. And that one, you know, I toggled with the idea, but it's, you know, you definitely, there's with, with the tough and the heavy, you definitely have to train for those because it is, you know, you, you're working as a team, um, but you have to carry your water, you have to carry your supplies. And you still remember, you still have, you have a team weight, which is a weight that you have to collectively tote around with you when you're when you're doing this event um but then the tough again this 24 plus hours 40 40 some odd miles on average but um it's hard for me to share my experience because as these events go it's going to differ based on who your who your cadre is and what you know joyful things he wants you to do during that time but also depends on the city because these things take place all over the world and uh, I was lucky enough to have an experience with two cadres who made sure that we got experience with the landscape. We had experience with the local town. So they'll try to, you know, incorporate, you know, different landmarks when they can. But if you're just plan on this, if you're going to be near water, like a beach or a lake, um, plan on getting what they call, uh, you know, wet and sandy. So it's, it's, uh, it was, it was a, it was a, uh, very, very, very enlightening um, experience to say the least. But I will say that if you ever want to test yourself, you know, as far as your physical resolve, um, but you also want to do it with other people and, and have, you know, be a part of a group and be a part of a, a singular objective when it comes to events, uh, go to the GORUCK website, check it out and see what they have to offer because it's more than just the basic, uh, the tough and the heavy. They have they have hiking events. They have other other events more now than when I first went through them. But, you know, definitely it's more inclusive when it comes to the different different goals people may have or what they might find enjoyable using a rock. So, yeah, that that uh, 12 hour that I did in San Luis Obispo took place from 5 p.m. to 5 a.m. And uh, we 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 hiked up one of the uh, local. Uh, mountainsides over there um which um was <laughs> that was a i tell you what wendy that was a butt kicker uh because you climb up you have your water you have your plate you have your team weight and um you know it's dark you got your headlamp on and you know you just gotta 
what they call embrace the suck. You know, it's not fun, but you got to do it. Um, I can only imagine, and I have not done it. Now, granted, you know, I was living in Phoenix there for a while, you know, hiking Camelback or hiking some of the, the mountains. I mean, we could get up and down that thing in 30 minutes or less. That was kind of like some of our challenges that we would have before we went out. Um, I'd have my clients uh, meet me at the bottom of the mountain. We'd run up, we'd run down, we'd go shower and we'd meet for dinner. So it was always a good day. But uh, I can't imagine doing that for, you know, 10, 12 hours. I mean, I have done the Grand Canyon in and out done that um, multiple times in a day. They tell you not to do that because, you know, they show all the the hiker signs with like their hands on their head, like, please don't go in and out in a day. Yeah. If you can, if you can run and you can hike and you can do things and have good, you know, um, strong ankles to maintain the different, uh, different terrain. Um, it is something that I love to do. And so if you like to hike, I think, you know, this, this type of rucking event would be, um, it'd be a lot of fun. I don't know how well I would do now because, you know, I uh, have not been doing that because I live in Atlanta and yeah. uh, while they they're do have not they're, they're out there, they'll do these, these city rucks. So they'll. Yeah. But that's, yeah I mean, <laughs> if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go by the beach and I am going to be sandy and yeah. wet. Like no way yeah. am I going to do it in Atlanta in the humidity. Uh, thanks, but no, thank you. But yeah. But Ken, I appreciate you bringing this. I thought this was like phenomenal because I learned so much about the event. I know our producer was like, I don't even know what that is. And that's what most people say. So I really hope all of you guys that are listening, um, we want to say thank you for obviously tuning in as much as you do. We really do appreciate you coming back each and every week. And um, and Ken, I want to say thank you for sharing all your experience and bringing this to, uh, bringing this to the forefront. Yeah, my pleasure, my pleasure. Um, uh, wrecking something you should try. Everybody should try just because, um, it's, it's, I mean, if, if you're looking to spice up your cardio, this is the way to do it. So Wendy, thanks again for everything, your insight and, um, letting me kind of verbally <laughs> vomit about, um, g going into that go rock. Cause now, now I actually think I'm going to sign up again. I got to do it. It's, it's fun. You should try it. All right. For, so, Hopefully you guys uh, got something out of this and and got some ideas on how you can spice up your cardio, just like uh, I had to when uh, when it came to trying to train for other things in my life. So thank you again for listening to us here, both Wendy Bass and I, Ken Miller here on Random Fit. So if you like what you heard today, like, follow, subscribe, download, and share. But please, please, please comment. Let us know what you want us to talk about, and we will get that on there uh, for you when we can. So until next time, everybody, take care and be well. <laughs>